0: Welcome to an emergency episode of Roycast. This is our first ever emergency episode, which I guess is something we should be thankful for. We have a relative lack of emergencies on this podcast. It's me, Brendan. Yeah, not- I am here with Gabby and uh yeah, we we all know why we're here. The surprise announcement this week uh in the New Yorker that Jesse Armstrong had decided to end Succession with the upcoming season, season 4 um after weeks where it was not marketed that way and so we had all gotten used to this idea i think that we had been very confidently hypothesizing that there was going to be a fourth season and then a fifth season and then and that one that would would be the close of this story uh so it was a bit of a rug pull um you know uh so we gotta we gotta pour one out for succession and uh sort through our, our our feelings about this, you know, in an abbreviated fashion. Uh, but, um, you know, I think, Gabby, you texted me that while I was, like, cooking dinner. that's how That was how I found out about it. Um, and then, of course, I started to get yeah. a lot more texts about this <laughs> because everybody in my life has to let me know that Succession is ending.
1: Of course, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I just wanted to connect with you guys and uh, just, you know, sort of process this because for me it's definitely it, – it's it's becoming a process um yeah so there were like you know uh, it's been kind of a fun time in succession discourse like the the fourth season's coming earlier this week there were those uh competing gq jeremy strong and brian cox town and country cover stories um and both of them had very lovely things to say about the other. And of course, that became a whole you know, cycle of jokes and takes and memes and, and whatnot. So anyway, when a friend DM'd me about something related to Succession, I just kind of assumed it would be like a silly uh, something related to, to to those articles. But then I started scanning the timeline and <laughs> it was like a ton of bricks, um, yeah, denial kicking in right away and and I think I was in like full-fledged denial for the first 24 hours. Uh, I mean, I've been joking but not really joking that I'm I'm sort of uh in the midst of a little bit of a small grief process, a micro grief process. <laughs> I was I was texting with Brendan yesterday, um just kind of trying to go over it all and I was like you know, I, I would have taken an eight episode fifth season and Brendan was like, that's what we call bargaining. And it, it really hit me that uh, I am going through, <laughs> I'm experiencing grief. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, Brendan is is a a Stoic, and that's okay. You're experiencing
0: all the emotion that I I won't allow myself to feel. (laughs) I've been very very dry about all this because it is – I mean, yes, you know, Succession has been – it's just a TV show, right? We say this all the time, but obviously it's one that we feel quite strongly about, and it's been uh, a a period in our lives where we've connected with a lot of people about a work of art we find meaningful. So there are real emotions here, especially when you come to the end of something that you've invested – you know, some of yourself, some of your, your own critical and emotional responses to something for sure. But it is very funny when I found myself going like, you know, again, it felt like a rug pull, and then I was getting mad at myself going like, why am I shocked by this? They've said so many times it would end with four seasons. And in fact, there were so many times that I, in the last few years, I don't know how much yes. I talked about this on the show because Gabby and our listeners would just get mad at me. But there's so many times where I had said, you know, I, I, I would be fine if they just never came back. I'd be fine if they ended it after season one. I'd be fine if they ended it after season two, after season three. They always leave the show in a good place. They always do a good job with the finale. It feels like a complete story. I don't that's want it true. to go on too long. I don't want them to ruin it. Uh, I, I, I would have been fine with them taking an early exit at any point. But yeah, at some point we got married to the idea. We gonna really be did.
1: You, you were always a little bit more skeptical about when it would end. For me, like it just always was a five season show. Like you look at it and like that, that's a five season show. There's there's enough there to mine for five seasons. Um, I completely was had full cognitive closure on this that it was going to be five seasons um absolutely shocked but you know Jesse Armstrong I mean he gave this interview uh to The New Yorker to talk about it and we'll talk we'll you know go into that a little bit in a moment um I thought he was pretty generous in his explanation and I certainly completely respect the decision and understand um, a lot of his rationale you know now it's kind of near guaranteed to go out on top uh it's a it's a winner's decision. But it's still shocking. Um, and also, you know, because of the unconventional way it was announced, it it's sort of yeah, the the rug pull for, for real. This is unprecedented, right?
0: I don't know about unprecedented. <laughs> I'm not a scholar of TV, <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not a historian. I mean, certainly the idea that you would announce when a show is ending in advance and market the final season of something, I think that is a relatively recent thing, right? At least within yeah. the last couple of decades where serial dramas have become the norm and, you know, audiences have an expectation of some sort of carefully orchestrated wrap-up happening. So, I mean, that is a relatively recent phenomenon, but it is a real thing that, you know, you think of all the other high-profile series in the last couple, couple decades, you think of, you know, shows like mad men you think of shows like breaking bad and better call saul and game of thrones like we all know and we all knew when those shows were ending we all knew that you know because you know they were splitting up the final season over like two or three years and so it took forever and the ending actually took ages and thank god they're not doing something like that right here um i just think it's really funny that there was such a belief that like it had to be five. I was like perusing, you know, the Reddit, as I sometimes do, to see just like what the reactions are outside of, you know, Twitter, where we usually lurk. And uh, there were some there were some interesting ones. Like there's this theory that I guess has really gained traction that like they were going to do five because it mirrors the five act Shakespearean structure, which is like, okay, okay. you know, there is a (laughs) lot of Shakespearean influence on the show. But I mean, I don't know. Armstrong's never struck me as somebody who thinks like that schematically about the series. The, the absolute funniest reaction I saw was somebody who said that, you know, it's been proven that you can't conclude a great show in only four seasons. Just look at Ozark. And I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, that's a bit of an apples and oranges comparison I think at best, but also I think the idea that there's something magic about the number five versus the number four. Sure, is of just, this is just kind of a silly idea. This is fully like sports analysis. It, it is,
1: right. It is somewhat of an unusual number to end a, a, a series at. I was kind of looking through to see if there was any old ones I had forgotten about that ended at four. Um, Veronica Mars ended at four seasons. I never got through that, but I know people really loved that no, show. Veronica Mars. ended are talking it's... about.
0: Veronica Mars ended at three seasons. It came back and did a fourth later, but that's one of those. Uh, like okay. early, that's All one right. of those. I think kind never, of like unexpected cancellation deals.
1: The I find any thick I it had four seasons. I mean, that's well, a sort yeah. of like
0: related Armando Iannucci Armstrong verse show, Mister um, Robot, you know, which we've talked br- about the, before.
1: The British sensibility is towards you know a a bridging a a story and and shorter series, as they say, um, as opposed yeah, to yeah, certainly. The, the American model in recent years which is just kind of just wring out whatever you can from something extended is... yeah ass. so you know I I we'll, we'll talk about you know what Jesse said but I just want to say you know like I obviously believe in TV as a medium as something powerful and and uh you know substantive and and so many shows have had a permanent impact on my life and I still think about and uh, reflect on and and laugh at. Um, especially ones from my younger years, and I know that I know that so many young people love Succession, and that uh, many of you must be heartbroken. Um, but you know, be proud that you you took on this show and integrated it into such a formative stage of your development. Um, succession has a lot of important things to say about the world and about families and uh, you will be validated and redeemed by history. I promise over and over again, um, but it's okay to be sad and to, and to be grieving. Don't let anyone minimize that or make fun of you. Um, tell them I said, so, you know, send them to me if, if that's the case.
0: I, I think that there's an important takeaway. It's that uh, succession fans, but more specifically our listeners are better people than other people i think that's i think that's the important <laughs> thing to be clear about they're better people because they like this show and because they listen to this podcast i do think that we were we're blessed with a very uh sharp listenership with 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 great taste perhaps self evidently um but yeah um to get into the announcement that was made and which again is this is just i understand there was some conspiratorial thinking around this you know like was the ever i think there was definitely a fear that the hand of chainsaws as was going to be at work here somewhere that perhaps there was some machinations behind the scenes that it was succession too expensive a show was it something that they would rather cut costs and get rid of it even with all its prestige that's all i think speculation we don't really have anything to go on there it seems unlikely um you know i but again I don't, if if not unprecedented this is a, a, an, an odd and unusual way to announce this the way that armstrong chose to do it which was to you know not make the decision in tandem with hbo's marketing teams which has issued a full press release that did not mention this was going to be the final season and a couple of trailers that didn't mention it uh but to give this long interview to uh the new yorker's rebecca Mead, who had previously done a really nice profile of Armstrong prior to the third season, where he just went into at length his feelings about ending it and uh, what went into the decision. For a long time, they've been talking about it. Could be four or five seasons. He says in this profile that he preferred to tell people ahead of the season because he didn't want to uh, to bullshit us, right? Which which would have been a great move if they had just if they had just told us after the season that that oh yeah that was it. By the way, oh my Which, God. Know, uh, uh, thinking about the kinds of things that are going to happen in the final season of Succession, it's like we would have we would have had some idea, right? Like, mm, this all seems awfully final, right? Um,
1: right. He said he would have had to dissemble into sort of like politician mode if he was going throughout the season, you know, without with the knowledge that it was ending, but nobody else did. So, you know, I I, I think it was the right choice. I think it would have been a lot worse for us uh you know as fans of the show for the discourse everything would have been worse off if it if it had been announced I think when the season aired or finished I do understand that it is a very unusual way and and it kind of just uh really came up seemingly out of nowhere um I I really I couldn't believe it I mean I'm, I'm still a little bit in shock
0: that speaks to perhaps, I guess, how unique this show is, the way that it's made. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps, I don't know, there are perhaps there are different sensibilities at play. You, you spoke about the the British sensibility of wanting to do things that are compact and not overstaying your welcome. I definitely think that plays into it. I think it's definitely uh, a new experience, obviously, for Armstrong to do something where he's you know overwhelmed with so much media attention and accolades. And I wonder if that contributes right. to the pressure around, you know, not wanting to let too much of that I, I think, seep into your own bubble yeah, there, of there, influence, right?
1: There has to be a tremendous amount of pleasure of of, <laughs> of pressure that um you know was completely unexpected for Armstrong and for probably anybody involved in the show about how um how much popularity it gained and and uh the sort of strong fandom so to speak and, and there's always a concern about you know overstaying your wel- welcome jumping the shark. And um, I think just based on the way Succession is talked about, uh, those takes would have existed and had to be dealt with and dragged out and would have been probably very annoying. And And that sucks. You know, I'm, I'm I'm definitely a big proponent of not dragging shows out. I always have been. I think, you know, there are so many shows you guys would be mad at me to say they should have ended after season one. You know, I, I I think a lot of shows in the contemporary landscape become kind of like comically bad after they've been dragged out past their natural course. So so I get it I really do I don't think succession ever would have become comically bad but you know I wouldn't have wanted had to de- wouldn't have wanted to deal with the takes about you know succession over yeah. it's welcome. So I can't imagine Let's... for him those those fears.
0: Well, let's dig into that because uh, there's this this quote here where he said, we could do a couple of short seasons talking about to end the show or two more seasons, or we could go on for ages and turn the show into something rather different and be a more rangy, freewheeling kind of fun show where there would be good weeks and bad weeks. Or we could do something a bit more muscular and complete and go out sort of strong. Um, and so there's a lot there. I, I mean, I, I, you know, we talk about Ending the show, you know, there's only a couple of things that have to happen, right? Like there's a central conflict in the show. There's the promise of the idea of succession. So somebody has to succeed. That has, you know, the the, the company has to change hands. Somehow it doesn't have to mean, doesn't mean that one of the Roy kids have to take over. There could be a a twist on that where the company is dissolved or something like that. It ends up Mm -hmm. that Alexander Skarsgård is on top. Um, But the second thing I think has to happen in the show (laughs) Um, For it to end for that succession to happen is that Logan has to die. Um, Those are those are really the only two things that have to happen. One can't happen without the other, because of the nature of that character, you know, that would he would always be there as a threat. Right. right? and, you know, that's just the the premise of the show, that the first scene of the series is, you know, brings up his health concerns. It's the inciting event of the the pilot of the entire series uh, is his stroke. Uh, so I think uh, Logan has to die. Right. And I think that's what we're right. going to see happen this season. That's the only prediction I would really have. Um, everything else is kind of secondary to those events coming into play. And so everything else that I read in this interview about Armstrong thinking about the future of the show and where to end it comes from that idea of, you know, can the story continue on without Logan, right? right? And, you know, did they feel like they had a strong enough pitch for what a Logan-free season five might be? It, it sounds to me like in the end, like they just didn't feel, or Armstrong himself personally didn't feel that it would be strong enough. Um, yeah, I mean, he says, enough in that.
1: he says he knew from season two how the story would end, Um but it wasn't entirely clear how many episodes and seasons that would take until Real time, basically, and that's how they've always sort of worked on the show. Very much, um, storylines uh, become uh, threaded uh, as you know organically, and um, that's just kind of the nature of of the writers' room and how the actors work. They've you know discussed that at length. But do you really think that uh, Logan had to die in season four?
0: No, he does. No, I mean, again, this is where you get into arbitrary things about numbers, you know. And again, I don't know everything that they want to do to tie up the story but you're you're certain
1: that he has to die for the show to end
0: if he's if armstrong is saying now that they have played their end game and they're telling the story that he wanted to tell to end the series i feel as close to certain as i can be that that has to be the main thing that happens
1: no i agree Um, with you i just wanted to hear you kind of Yeah,
0: because I feel that that's the only thing that can fulfill the premise of the show. I mean, you know, they always come up with great sort of ironic twists to give you the thing that feels dramatically appropriate. So it may happen in a quite unexpected way way um and my prediction rate by the way for this show is an asterisk is not great so, <laughs> you know take it's that not with, an easy take,
1: show to predict at all take that take sides. that with
0: your typical grain of salt there's a reason i'm you know i'm sitting on the sidelines here as a critic and commentator and not as a tv writer um <laughs> but uh but i but i feel pretty strongly like other shows you know like breaking bad was premised on the idea of Walt's mortality i feel that succession right. is to a large extent premised on logan's mortality and he he Absolutely. has to die for the show to end um And, and, and the show without him would be, would be quite different. It would be, I think it would have been very interesting to explore um, what these kids lives are like, how the ghost of Logan lives on, even when his physical presence is, is gone. Um, But, uh, but it seems like they they didn't feel that they could, could do that. Um, There's also that idea of just sort of spinning out indefinitely and having this show that sort of has a certain relationship to contemporary life and to the modern world, which has only gotten, you know, more fraught and more crazy since the show premiered um feeling like the show would have to continually kind of update itself to keep pace with reality and current events at a certain point are you just sort of playing kind of karaoke to you know the apocalypse ticker um i think that (laughs) you know that's a a definitely another situation where you say maybe maybe just it's best to get out while the getting's good Um, but again we're we're very much reading the tea leaves here and and speculating um you had also pulled out this quote that Armstrong uh, gave in the interview where he said, we've occasionally had a kind of recurring phrase, which is the most funny thing that could happen here? And by that, I mean the most painful. And sometimes, which is the most painful thing that can happen here, by which I mean the most funny? If you're trying to mine that intensity of emotion, eventually you're going to deplete it. So talking about you know just wanting to give the actors these great things to play, right? Wanting to put them through the ringer and, you know, give us this great drama, you know, and how much of that can you really go through before the show starts to become repetitive? There was already a feeling among many people that with only season three, the show had started to repeat itself, I would argue quite intentionally, but it's that that feeling is certainly there. And I think that the writers were quite conscious of that. Um, And I compared that season a lot to season six of Mad Men, which was also quite close to the end.
1: Yeah, and like I said, it would have been just awful in in discourse about oh, you know, succession is being dragged out and uh, overstaying its welcome and getting boring. Like again, like the discourse around this show is so uh, I don't know. It has to be hard to ignore, and and I'm frankly ready to be done with the discourse too. Overall, like I've loved it. I've loved talking to people about this show. I've loved the memes, but. Um, you know, it becomes exhausting uh, at at a certain point. The way that the show is talked about, and if that, I feel like if that's a reason for him, that's reason enough. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm again, I want to be very careful to say we we don't think that Jesse Armstrong is ending the show because the takes are too bad. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, but what I'm saying is, there it are a many very, it is a, it, here.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I'm
0: saying is, it's a very real thing that uh, yes. Armstrong and the rest of his writers and everybody who works on the show are performing at a very high level in a media environment of intense and scrutiny that they were not anticipating and it's
1: a first it's a first for all of them i think right
0: trying to keep those blinders on and shut everything out so that you can do great work Mm -hmm. they're obviously capable of it but it is a difficult thing to do and you know i'm and and i and i don't think it's out of the question to say that that plays some role Um, talking about sort of the difficulty of making the show. There was an extremely funny bit here that I excerpted on Twitter uh, just because I was so tickled to see him admit this
1: it was also i just want to say it was also the one answer to the question of in the interview that i screenshotted the first time that i read it through because it was just it was so funny compared to the rest of the article which was a you know a little more thoughtful a little more sad but yeah it's a, uh, we've been trying to work out this timeline uh i mean we've given up essentially but um it was a, a very funny answer given all that we've <laughs> talked about related to yeah, this Re-
0: rebecca mead asks asks armstrong you know how long has it been between seasons and 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 he says, I like everything having real life models and examples, but the time frame is where I have to hold my hands up and say, look, TV is just really hard. (laughs) We've been doing the show for six or seven years and people have aged, but the story moves at a pace that the story demands. I think that there's probably been a couple of years elapsed in story time, but to an audience and indeed to ourselves as writers, it feels rather longer. The show has to live in a weird tv reality um which is uh, right we, we, yeah we, but we joked about this last season there i mean there was there was a there's that a gawker piece i think about all the time that where they were just like what is the weather like in succession like what season it's is it it's just like everybody's degrees. like wearing jackets yeah. it's like <laughs> overcast jackets. and 50 like it, it it's, it's, it's not Clear. London weather. It's just, it's just London weather. It's London the show weather. is yeah. The show is this weird psychic space <laughs> it's, where it's like it's, all of the news stories of the last eight years are happening at the same time, and it's always the same weather. Oh, um, shit. and that's I, and again, this is this this kind of feeds what I think is so special about the show that, um, you know, you could call it sloppy writing, and I don't think you'd be totally wrong. But I mean, I think the fact that Armstrong is so laser focused on the character dynamics and the interpersonal drama. That everything else is kind of fungible. Uh, I I think that contributes to what is so special about the show. And I was thinking about you know just what I'm going to miss about succession so much i mean like we've talked about the themes and the characters and the writing and everything so many times um but i don't i think the thing that is really unique about succession is that there have been other shows that had great actors on them but i don't think i've ever seen a show that had such high quality of actors high quality performance that felt like it was being so carried and created by them in real time that felt like everything was yes. in the everything was fully in the service of the actors and the performances um i think it you know it is like the ensemble show right where every performance plays a role and everything is about getting the best moments um the best drama the best play between the actors um i've never seen a show where everything was so totally in service of that idea um and that's you know again i think uh for me serial drama is basically washed after the show is off the air there's nothing else on the air that i I really care about you know the
1: actors have described it as as holistic you know um just in in the way they shoot in the way that they um develop the story and the way that they work with one another um it's you know it's it's a huge loss because you you know it it translates It, it really does um and it's it's a funny show that's like you know again like the drama of the show is is the driver and and the emotional center but it's also really really funny and um i you know i'm i'm trying to think like of of shows that i'm watching that i you know because i i i agree with you brendan i i can't think of any serialized dramas that i'm excited about but you know there are some funny shows that uh i've been watching lately but but Nothing is as funny as succession because it's also so painful. Like that quote that you just uh, uh, read from... From the article, which is, uh, you know, about how they they work and what's the funniest thing that can happen here by that the most painful when I read that I laughed because I I think it's, um, it's such a good way to contextualize the show in terms of the drama comedy question and if if we ever get a big interview, uh, I would love to know like an example of the writers room of of what was (laughs) a result of the question of which is the most painful thing that can happen here. By which I mean the most funny and the reverse. Um, yeah, I mean we've had different. examples
0: of that over the years when we talk about the comedy <laughs> and, and, and tragedy question, right? You know, that right. the answer to the old dilemma is succession of tragedy or a comedy was is that to the British they're the same thing. Exactly, a comedy is a tragedy and vice versa. Um, they are not actually different animals; they are the same animal. You know, I thought the uh, the resolution of the the Roman dick pic uh moment was that was that was a great example of that because it is a very funny moment it is like the 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 most blackly comic funniest thing that could happen in that specific situation but it also triggers something that is quite sad which is the the dissolution of that relationship with his with his father right the comedy and tragedy exist at the exact same time it's the the right um, and there's another there's there's still more in this interview where Armstrong, you know, he really sounds unsure about this decision,, uh, which also tells me yes. some very interesting things about what we can expect about this upcoming season. but he he said that, you know, maybe there's another part of this world we could come back to if there was an appetite. Maybe there's something else that could be done that harnessed what's been good about the way we've worked on this, which I and I and when I he says that I hear in that just you know, it's it's hard to say goodbye, right? Uh, it's hard to say goodbye to a world this fully realized. It's hard to say, goodbye it's hard to be the person you know in the driver's seat who has to be the one to say it's over when so much of this belongs to collaborators belongs to the other writers crew members directors actors that you've worked with um the characters really feel like they belong to those actors who've done so much to create them um it's hard to be the one to just say that you know that's we're done with this world and so i i and, and Armstrong has worked pretty consistently, and you know, like thematically in the same territory. You know, he was developing yeah. the Murdoch script before this. Um, it's probably safe to say that he'll whatever he does next will have thematic commonalities with Succession. So I get you know that he's still thinking about the same world and wondering if there's something that can be salvaged there. But Jesse, if you're listening, yeah. I have two words: holiday special. I'm very serious about this I think that I think the succession is 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 built for the holiday special and the great tradition of British television I I, I have a pitch call me
1: <laughs> I believe it I believe you have a wonderful pitch um I yeah I've seen so many like uh fake tweets about, like, oh, they released the synopses and names of the succession episodes, and, like, I see a Christmas one, and, you know, briefly my gullible self gets excited, and I see that it's fake news, and somebody just wrote wrote that up. Um, that, that, that's how invested people are in the show. They'll just um, make up ten bullshit synopses for, for a, a season that hasn't happened yet. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he expresses more than once being conflicted about uh, this decision in this article, I was surprised at how candid he was about it. Um, that the, the, the ambivalence here, um, he says that, uh, that he sad about it, that he has, uh, he said, I have this the circus has left town feeling that everyone gets who works on a production that's good. And this one particularly. So I imagine I'll be a little bit lonely and wandering the streets of London in a funk and wondering what the fuck did I do? I'll probably be calling you up in about six months asking if people are ready for a reboot. And I, <laughs> I was surprised he said that. Cause you know, I thought if he was going to close the door on succession, he would close the door, but he really um, left it open to, you know, he doesn't use the word, uh, spin-off um I don't think that's a a, a word he would use and, and uh I don't know maybe not a concept that 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 uh, is aligned with his vision but he does say something about Allied worlds and allied characters um and and a feeling that's very strong in him that that there could be uh openings there
0: yeah part of me reading this would not be surprised to hear him walk this back completely and say actually i've just had a brilliant idea and we're, <laughs> we're going to do another season or maybe yeah maybe they do come back in a few years and decide they have an idea for what the roy kids are up to and, and they get the band back together of course that's very difficult when people's careers take off and are busy doing movies and right. things like that and mcdonald's ads or, and <laughs> super bowl or, or ads maybe. with serena williams um
1: <laughs> maybe but, he just uh, said all of this to make us feel better um no but i i take him at his word i can imagine this is something very very painful to give up well Um, but again
0: that tells us a lot about what we can expect right the fact that they mm. weren't sure when they were doing it if this was the end he said that they thought that it was probably it but they weren't entirely sure and that tells you something about what we're gonna get and what we're not gonna get in a final season of succession so i wanted to do a quick hits of like things to not expect from the final season. (laughs) Again, we have very smart listeners, very smart people who watch this show, but there's a lot of people who are watching this show who I know are going to be so annoyed when every little loose end is not wrapped up, and they're not going to do that. Um, We know by now the things that are important to Armstrong and his writers, it's the conflict between Logan and his kids, and Absolutely everything else is secondary to that. The show does not care if you really want to know what specifically happened with Rose, you know, what the deal is with Marsha's backstory, whatever was going on with Grace, where she and Roman official, we're not getting answers. Okay. So if you, <laughs> if, if, if you're. Kendall if you're, and Stewie, if, did they have a romantic just, history? <laughs> yeah. I would just let go of all of that right now. Like now, now maybe they could, expectations. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, that's how we maybe. talk
1: about watching the show, right? Is 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 letting go of expectations but you're but yeah again they they might we don't know That's yeah the perhaps of the show, rose
0: right? and that backstory will play a role in the final season perhaps Marsha will be the deus ex machina at the end of the show but i think it's much more likely and again it'll be a much more pleasurable and enjoyable experience if you just let go <laughs> any desire exactly. any need to see let, things let go of kind expectations. of tied up um again and also again the fact that they weren't sure that this was the absolute final season when they were making it means that we're not going to get the six feet under ending we're not going to get the flash forwards where we see how everybody dies in their old age or whatever we're not going to get a ton of definitive (laughs) endings for character arcs we know that again those there's those two central things have to happen The, the company has to change hands and logan has to die and Everything else. The is on show the table. Gives, we don't know. The
1: show gives us a lot. It it always does. <clears throat> and in ten episodes, there's a lot of room to give us a lot. It Doesn't always take an entire scene. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's just a line dropped here and there. That's like, whoa, you know that that relates back to this, and that just gave us an answer to this. I mean, that's that's how they've built the show um, so fastidiously, uh, the, the, and and how well they know their characters and their characters' histories that they can. Uh, just drop a line. And then all of a sudden you've learned something tremendous about somebody's background. And, you know, the the issue is just not getting hung up on <laughs> who's it's going to be and what it's going to look like. I am um, beyond predicting, you know, what goes on in the show. It's, it's just, yeah. it's not fun. It's not a fun way to watch the show. Um, well, and
0: again, I, to, to really hammer home this point, the open ended way that Armstrong talks about this, this, the, this whole interview that he gives tells you a lot about how he thinks about this project which is not as somebody who came into this with you know a five season plan or even a four season plan right that was Just mapped out with yeah. every character arc plotted out you know down to the last detail you know he came into this knowing i want to put forward you know the best moments between characters the best drama the most exciting funny, tragic things that can happen. And that's all that any of us, I think, should really want or expect out of a final season is we just want more great moments and great, uh, great scenes of conflict uh, between these characters. That's what they've delivered every season so far. And that's what we can expect. Um, And to just talk about, you know, what you can do, you know, in a season four, you know, just to bring it back to that, that idea of is four enough, you know, that, I talked a little bit about the final season of Mr. Robot before, but I mean, that's a show that, you know, went into its season four with a sense of finality and they absolutely did nail down every last hanging plot thread um, in a, in that season. So it's, it's absolutely possible to carry every, everything off with a sense of finality. I suspect they have something different in mind on Succession, um, but it's possible to do.
1: I mean, he keeps using the word muscle in, in this article. So I, I think we're going to get 10, you know, Terrific episodes! I'm, I'm excited. I'm trying to separate this uh, grieving process from the fact that we have a forthcoming season, and we need to dig our heels in and, um, you know, give you our best work. and And uh, I have no doubt that we are going to get incredible work from from the little Succession village.
0: Yes, and you know, as far as what this means for the podcast going forward, you know, obviously a big reason Gabby and I are grieving is that we both have to get new jobs because Peter Thiel is not going to be funding this podcast anymore and you know the the dark money spigot is being turned off um at least until we come back with uh, our house of the dragon show uh, to launder our right wing beliefs through um but yeah I mean uh we <laughs> part of me was like you know like oh I'm, I'm only three months away from being not not having to be a podcaster anymore I don't have to tell women I'm dating that I have a podcast anymore I don't have to worry about when when to break <laughs> that news to them but uh you know what 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 does the Roy cast look like uh in the in a world where succession is concluded now we did have you know still more sort of like off-season bonus topics we were looking to explore um we can still do those. I would say for myself, the, the main thing that would guarantee more RoyCast in your, uh, in your podcast apps would be if we have the opportunity to interview anybody associated with the show. And I mean, I mean, like we'll take any, anybody. If you were, if you were a grip on the show, <laughs> if you were a set decorator, props master, assistant director, uh, if you are uh, Jesse Armstrong, Mark Mylod, you know, give us a call. <laughs> Um, if you Frank happen Ridge. to be sha- if you happen to be sharing an Uber with any of these people in the near future, you know I'm not I'm not encouraging our listeners to harass these people on the street. But if it comes <laughs> up organically, you know, just like ask them if they've heard of this great show, The Roycast, that everybody would really love them to to appear on. You know, hit the DMs. Uh, well, let's 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 talk. <laughs> um because uh because we'd, re- we'd really like to do that and i think that would be that would be great that would be a great uh that would be for the us. dream it be, yes it would be a reason for us to continue doing this podcast if we felt like there was something that people really wanted to listen to if there was a demand for something like that um and we think we can have some great conversations about the show
1: yeah absolutely and and you know as always let us know um instagram twitter if there's uh you know topics that um, you're interested in like we're always open to hearing and I know some people um, very excited about uh, the next bonus episode it's going to be coming out i and getting some messages about it on Instagram so yeah just just keep in touch with us and um, you know just more broadly outside of the Succession universe and and talking about TV and cinema I, I know Brendan and I said and we both are feeling very bleak about the landscape of serialized dramas. Um, there is a lot of other good art um, in the world right now and and things to talk about that are ripe for discussion. So, um,
0: yeah, yeah, the, the collapse have... of serialized drama, huge, <laughs> huge win for feature filmmaking, feature films <laughs> coming up big in the power. They're coming
1: argument. back. They're, They're coming surging. back. So, yeah, there's always, um, you know, that kind of space for us to explore, too, if there were a, a structure that we found that worked. Um, so yeah, we're, you know, we're not fully retiring and we still have this entire season to get through. It's going to be a banger.
0: Well, we don't want to overstay our welcome on this uh, bonus episode either.
1: One last thing. The show is, by the time you're listening to this, there will be less than a month left to the premiere. Please rewatch the show in full. You don't have to do it right now, but... I think even the fact that now we know there's only four seasons gives people uh, uh, less of an excuse to not watch it. Like there's there's kind of a, a big difference between four and five, right, between uh, uh, what it's 39 episodes and, and 49 episodes. Um, rewatch the show in full. Don't you know? put your phone down. Um, it will make your watch of the fourth season so much richer. I, I really I promise you
0: that you have enough time to uh, to space out your rewatch a little bit. Uh, don't don't quite recommend binging the show, but if you can space those ups out nightly, it's a uh, it's it yeah. is it is rewarding to go back and and who knows maybe you'll discover that the timeline made sense all along and all of us, including <laughs> Jesse Armstrong, were just not paying close enough attention. You can you can you can tell us you were wrong. I saw somebody on Twitter do it, try to diagram it out. Once it was like the the it's always sunny meme, just the the scribblings of the madman.
1: I, I still have a legal pad under my bed where like I keep valuables and my vitamins and whatnot. That's just like, okay. So, you know, season one is, is, it's sort of clear. We start sort of early fall Logan's birthday. We get a Thanksgiving episode that gives you something concrete, you know, Shiv's wedding was in March. And and then I just gave up, uh, season two, episode one, Kendall says something about, um, there being no good penthouses because it's fashion week and fashion week is in February in New York. So um, I was just like, this is, you know, this is, this is, it's TV, it's TV world. TV is hard. And then, you know, all the election stuff just, just convoluted it even more Uh, again, just like those British sensibilities, not realizing that elections here don't, don't quite work um, the same way there. So we are getting an election this season, right? I think so. Well,
0: we've got more Mencken, and we don't know. Maybe the election's already happened. Maybe he's already president at this point. But yes, oh I think God. it's a, I think it's a sign of wisdom and maturity to realize that uh, art is not about knowing what month it is when the plot Absolutely. of something is happening. <laughs> and is when not the plot about is, knowing, this... <laughs> it's not about knowing what the weather is supposed to be.
1: Yeah, and when it's a show like this, you know, it, it really it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter where you are. You know, this this show takes place so much of it in New York, and. You know, I, I'm a New Yorker, and I just I don't ever really think of the show as a New York show. Like it, it could be anywhere, any city. I mean, it has to be New York because that's a you know financial center of the world. But um, well, don't know,
0: speak too sh- soon because there's still time in the finale for them to zoom out and reveal that the whole thing was the dream of a little boy in his snow globe. Uh.
1: <laughs> but yes, this is a show about characters uh, about relationships people parents siblings how they relate to each other and and, and how um you know their pe- people in power um you know shape the world so that's what we should all be focusing on and and i hope you you guys get to rewatch at least the last season um it, it really does enhance the experience
0: and we'll be there every week to break down the new season with you. So signing off from this Emergency Dispatch. Uh <laughs> thanks so much for listening everybody and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.